Welcome to The Teacher's Loop. I'm Shasta Looper, founder of The Teacher's Loop. I started this little space as an outlet to share the crazy loop most, if not all, teachers experience on a daily basis. From the highs to the lows to the drops out of nowhere that seem to take your breath away at a moment's notice and everything in between, teaching is quite the roller coaster ride. Join me here in this small space for a peek into the world as an educator. I've been on this ride for 19 years and I don't foresee myself hopping off anytime soon. From time to time, I'll ask a friend to join me, more than likely from my EdCamp Greenville group. Together, we will share insight and experiences because there's one thing I've learned on this journey, you can't go it alone and it sure is a lot more fun with friends. If you enjoy the Teacher's Loop podcast, you can also connect with me on Twitter and Instagram at Shasta Looper. You can also connect to my blog space by heading to www.theteachersloop.wordpress.com. Welcome back to the Teacher's Loop. Guys, it has been a hot minute since I have been here on the podcast, and I just thank you so much for hanging with me and coming back to listen. Life happens for teachers too, right? And sometimes you just have to take a break and take care of yourself, and that's exactly what I did. But here we are going into the 1920 school year, and I am itching to get started in my classroom. So today we're talking about tips and tricks to get ready for your students to arrive on the first day. I feel like after 20 years, I have a little bit of expertise in this area, and I figured out a system that works for me that may be beneficial to you. If you've been teaching as long as I have, you probably have your own system, but maybe there are a few tips that you can share with other first year, second year, or even third year teachers to help them develop their own systems to be prepared for their students when they arrive on the first day of school. So let's go ahead and get started. Step number one or tip number one that I always, always like to do is I like to develop a plan. Sometimes this plan is developed at the end of the school year and I tweak it and make it fit my idea as it changes throughout the summer. This year I felt fell a little behind the curveball, honestly, and I didn't get my plan started as much as I had liked to. So the last few days I've really been thinking about what are my goals for this year? What do I want to accomplish with my students? And what does my learning environment need to look like in order to do that and to reach those goals with them? The very first thing that I did this week, I drew out a plan of my classroom layout. And when I did that, y'all, I really thought about the priorities in my classroom. What am I really trying to do? Am I going to spend more time in small groups than I am whole groups? And if I am, what should my classroom space look like? So sometimes drawing out that plan really helps you think through what your classroom layout is going to be. Another step for going in with a plan, this year I have embraced Google Keep. It is my running to-do list, and thank goodness for technology because I lose sheets of paper and I write in different journals every single day. My Google Keep lists are all in one place. I'm able to save pictures in Google Keep of bulletin boards or ideas that I want to incorporate in my classroom, but I am loving it simply for the the to-do list. I have been adding to my list 
all year long. And now sitting here in my classroom, I have my Google Keep list up on my computer and I'm able to look at all of the tasks that I feel like I need to accomplish today. I even prioritize those tasks into different dates and different days. So I have a very small purposeful list today in my classroom. But to be honest, this podcast was not on the to-do list. I am a master procrastinator. So the podcast is part of my procrastinating strategy. The second thing, um, if you don't use Google Keep, I would tell you to utilize your whiteboard space. I can't tell you how many teachers I know do this. I did this before I discovered Google Keep. I would come in on day one when the custodians opened the doors for us to let us into our classrooms, and I just wrote a running list on my whiteboard. And as I completed a task, I erased it from the to-do list. That gave me a sense of accomplishment because I could look at each, I could look at the whiteboard and see exactly what I had done that day. Here's a little thing that I would recommend you doing. It's a little out of order. Take pictures of your classroom before you get it finished. You want to see what you were able to accomplish in the time that you were given, and that is a rewarding thing for me. It also helps for people to see exactly how much teachers do to get a classroom ready. Step number two, I do all of my mundane tasks at home. I cut out laminating um, at home. I um, use my personal laminator to do some things that I can do at home. But anything that is mundane and not big, I'm doing it at home when I watch television at night with my husband. I already have my laminating rolled up and ready to go to bring home with me today. That's something I can do without thinking about it. Um, And I save the big things for my classroom the decorating, the planning, all of that, because I want my time to be very focused in here. And if I stop to cut out letters or cut out items for a bulletin board, I feel like I'm wasting precious time. The third thing, prioritize the areas in your classroom. And what I mean by that is think about what are you going to do in each area. For me, I'm an ELA teacher and social studies teacher, but the bulk of what I do is centered in literacy. So my priority was to set up my reading center and my small group teaching area first. When all of that is done, I can worry about what the rest of the classroom looks like. But that is the priority in my classroom. I spend the bulk of my time teaching small groups and many lessons on the carpet in my reading center. And so that was important for me. If your science lab tables are where you're going to spend most of your time, setting those up first may give you a sense of accomplishment, Um, but it also helps you to prioritize that list that becomes ridiculous this time of year. The fourth tip that I always like to focus on are the pathways in my classrooms. How will students come from the door to their seat? What does that walkway look like? How will they get to the pencil sharpener? Making sure that students have clear pathways is sometimes difficult, but it is so important. We don't want them wasting time weaving in and out between groups or desks or anything else that we may have set up. We want our classrooms to run efficiently. And then the fifth thing that I always... Thank you so much for joining me today on The Teacher's Loop. I look forward to hearing your comments and joining you again for another episode of The Teacher's Loop. Don't forget, connect with me on Twitter and Instagram. My username is at Shasta Looper. See you again real soon.